Brian Tunick is a sales manager at ZoomInfo. But seven years ago, he was working at a startup as the only salesperson there. I didn't feel embarrassed in front of my CEO. There's very much a sense of like, we've got to take chances. We've got to do whatever we can to get in front of people when you're at that size company. And no one in a million years would have turned down this meeting. On this week's episode, Brian tells us about a deal gone wrong. And so I just went for a walk. I left the office. I didn't know what to do. I was in a little bit of a state of panic and what he did to turn things around at the last second. So that became a seven-figure account. That and more on this week's episode of Pretty Big Deal. Um, so it's end of the day on a Friday, right? And my CEO and I are meeting, we're wrapping up the week, and we decide to send an email to the prospect, the key person at, at one of these target brands, one of these top 20 brands that we wanna go after. Um, so we decide to send an email to the decision maker. We actually found their info in Zoom info, um, not a plug, just the truth, um, and said, and this wasn't true, but hey, we're going to be in town. And by the way, they're on the other side of the country. Uh, we're going to be in town next week. Um, and we'd love to stop by your offices, sit down, show you what we have to offer, right? And we hit send on it. It was a bold move. We went away for the weekend, totally forgot about it. Like Tuesday, end of day, we get a response back from them being like, yeah, stop by. We've arranged a committee to, to hear you out. Um, so that was pretty wild. We had to scramble and just book flights. And obviously, because we told them that we would be there, right? We just wanted the meeting to feel low pressure. So we fly out. Super fun to fly out short notice. And we get into the meeting room with this company. And there's probably about 15 people around the table. And we start to do our pitch. Um, and as we're pitching people start to get up and, and leave, like kind of one at a time, right? It's a weird feeling, right? And the guy who had invited us in was kind of like, he gave us like, yeah, go on, go on. Like, like, don't be distracted by the fact that they're leaving. And so the meeting's going on and people are leaving. And we just think, obviously, we're thinking in our heads, this is going terribly. And by the end of it, it was the person who had invited us and one other person were left. Right. We later learned that that's just the way that company runs meetings. Like if someone's not interested or doesn't want to sponsor a project, they just leave. So the fact that we had one person at the at there at the end was actually a good thing. That meant we had an executive sponsor. Was it just you from your company presenting or were there other people as well? It's me and my CEO. Uh, so so we would uh, we would run side by side for these. So how are you feeling? when that was happening? Um, I mean, it, you know, being a startup and being, you know, it, it, I didn't feel embarrassed in front of my CEO. There's very much a sense of like, we've got to take chances. We've got to do whatever we can to get in front of people when you're at that size company. And <clears throat> no one in a million years would have turned down this meeting, you know, knowing what we knew. So I didn't feel fresh pressure from my, my side, but it was like, okay, this is, you know, a, a bummer as that's happening. Um, but then when we got down to just these two people remaining, they were like, okay, let's go to lunch and really get into this now. Cause now I could, you know, and so by the end of that lunch, we realized we had an executive sponsor, which is really what you need. Um, <clears throat> all pretty standard stuff, but where things get really interesting is when we get into procurement. Right. Um, and that, were probably sent a shutter down anyone's spine who's a salesperson who's listening, um, right? Procurement's always tough. Can you explain what procurement is? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, it could be one of two things, right? Procurement can be, hey, like the business sponsor has decided they want to go through with this. Um, and procurement is just there to shepherd through that, that last end of the process, the contract review, the maybe a security review, and getting the signature. That's the ideal. But unfortunately, more often than not, what procurement really is, is a group of people who are completely detached from the business problem you're solving. And that's strategic, right? They don't have any emotional attachment to the problem. They're not thinking I need this because it'll help me get out at 5 p.m. Or, or keep my job. They are separate and their job is to basically just beat you up on price and beat you up on terms. Um, so it can be quite a jarring experience, <laughs> to, to put it uh, lightly. Right. Okay. So you're saying they get the nuts and bolts of the deal at the last stage and then because they have no attachment to or understanding of why somebody at the company is actually purchasing the product, they can more objectively and unemotionally evaluate the purchase from like a financial and logistical standpoint. Yeah, that's a really optimistic way of looking at it. I think that's the, that's the promise. I mean, there are many situations in which procurement professionals are literally compensated based on the number of dollars that they shave off of proposals. So in that case, uh, it's less about evaluating the solution versus the problem. It can be. It can be. There are definitely procurement teams that do that. But sometimes it's just about, it, it's just about straight negotiation sometimes. And in this case of this story, it was literally just a head game to try and really, really beat someone up on price. Woo, okay. So bring me back to the story then. So fast forward six months of, of sales cycle. Um, so we've been really working on this. We've spec'd it out. We've worked with the agencies that this company's worked with from a design standpoint. A lot of work has gone into this at this stage. Um, six months. The deal is uh, $300,000 over three years. So it's just shy of a million um, overall. Um, and that's only for a portion of our, of our product. So there was a lot of also room to grow. Um, yeah, so it's a high pressure situation. So, so basically what happened was um, they put us into procurement and thinking that we were going to go through a fairly simplistic procurement process, which was on us. Um, my CEO, and not that he should have canceled this anyway, left on his honeymoon. So he's in Croatia on his honeymoon. I'm flying solo. This is a mid six figure deal. Totally will change the direction of the company. And now we get past the procurement. So I'm about to have my first call with procurement. I'm very uh, excited. I think this is where we're gonna kind of seal things up. Uh, so I get on the phone with, with procurement and their message essentially to me is, thank you very much for this $300,000 proposal. Um, we intend to work with you, but we are, and I won't say their name, I'll call them Acme Inc. for the purpose of this, if that's cool. You are a startup, so we're gonna pay 10 cents on the dollar, but we're going to give you the right to use our logo on your website. And that's how we, that's how we work with companies like you. Um, and um, I did actually, looking back, what I did was reactive, but I think it was actually the right thing to do 
um, luckily, which was I got off the phone um, as quickly as I could. Um, I just said, uh, thank you for taking the time to talk. Like, this is a little bit of a bombshell. Um, we're very far apart on terms, and I'm just going to let me get back to you. And I got off the phone as quickly as possible um, because I think anything I would have said at that point would have just been damaging. So to be clear, the company is saying to you, we're the big guys, you're the little guy. It's a privilege to you to even have any association with us and to be able to say that you have an association with us. So we're going to ask you for a 90% discount on what would otherwise be a huge deal for you. Yeah, I mean, the only the only correction I would make on what you just said is that they didn't ask for anything. It sounded a little bit more like, we're going to let you retain 10% of the, of the value of this um, just to be nice, and those are our terms. So it was a demand more than anything. Um, and so I'm just sitting in like a little phone booth in a co-working space. I don't know if, if you've ever been in one of those, but I'm in like this little three-by-three three space so the pressure is both literal and, and, and you know, not. Um, and so I just went for a walk. I left the office. I didn't know what to do. I was in a little bit of a state of panic. Um, even if I wanted to call my CEO, it's already, you know, who knows what hour in Croatia at that point. Um, and so I'm walking and I'm thinking through it. Um, and I'm thinking through what procurement is, like we just talked about. And in thinking about that, I thought, you know, I have to go have a conversation with my my champion, with my business partner on their side, the person who has skin in the game, right? The person who has committed to their boss that this is a project that's going to get done, the person who's invested resources in it. Um, go back to that person who also is someone I have a relationship with at this point and say, look, like we are at risk because of what your procurement team is doing. And I haven't called my CEO. He's on his honeymoon, luckily, because he might walk away from this whole thing, right? And you and I have to figure something out or we're really at an impasse here. And um, we were at 350K at that point in the proposal. Um, and he said, okay, procurement needs to have a win. What, like, what can you do? Like, let's just cut through it. And I said 300. I knew that that was healthily within our range of what we internally had discussed. I said, 300 is what I can do. He said, okay, let me call you back. And then 15 minutes later, he called me back and he said, okay, it's 300. Moving on. And that was, and we moved on with, uh, with procurement. Um, and that was the end of that. So it, it was a question of, you know, leveraging the rapport, making sure that we were talking and continuously dealing with the people who had the pain we were solving for. Um, because these other people, again, by design, you know, had no issue almost, almost blowing up the deal because they probably would have gotten some great bonus for, for getting 90% off the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, this is an assumption I'm making, but they probably would have gotten compensated well for getting 90% off of our, of our proposal. So you turned what would have been a 90% discount into how much of a discount? 
$50,000. I don't remember the uh, percentage offhand, but it shouldn't be too hard to figure out. Um, and then we upsold that same company for another three-year, $350,000 deal within 90 days. So that became a seven-figure account within 90 days of closing that first deal as well. Wow. That is a crazy story. It was a lot. It was a lot, uh, especially for, uh, you know, uh, again, it, this was early on in my career. Um, you know, it, it was a lot of a lot of responsibility. And I'm glad it worked out that that, that company uh, got acquired and still have some friends from there. And so look back on it really fondly. And, and, you know, still to this day, when you read back on, you know, the, the articles about that acquisition, they reference that logo, they talk about that logo and all of their press. And so uh, it's just nice, especially working at a small company to, to really see the impact um, and, uh, and that a deal can make. What is your advice to other salespeople? I think the thing to remember is that buyers make plays on salespeople too. Right? And so too often we take what the buyer says about the price or their budget or their ability to sign a certain term length. We just take those things at face value. And I think we have to be willing to accept that, you know, it's entirely possible in many cases that both sides are playing a game. And if you can get to a level where you can cut through that and find the mutually beneficial terms in a transparent conversation where no one's playing games, that's where you form real partnerships. This episode of Pretty Big Deal featured Brian Tunick from ZoomInfo and was produced by me, Stephanie Tonneson. If you have a pretty big deal you want to tell us about, let us know by writing in to prettybigdeal at zoominfo.com. Otherwise, we'll see you on the next episode.